My father was good with his hands too, so the women loved him. An exploration and education in anime. I'm your anime idiot, Patrick Dugan. I am an anime expert, D. Hollander. And I'm Brendan McCullough, your anime crazed gold rush prospector with Tig Old Mitty. Uh, uh, Toy Story 2 reference. <laughs> well, old prospector. Well, it's <laughs> the only one I could think of. I really am All the sticky I could think of is one of those like anime mouse pads with the big titties, but with the prospector. I, oh so, no! So mixing it up a little. After D said that, I was thinking of the meme of like the Woody doll with big anime titties, because <laughs> someone like <laughs> took the figures and mismatched them, and that one got very popular. Oh, you've got a friend in me. Mmm. 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 Mm. 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 This well, week, what? what's going on? <laughs> God, this week, God, disaster already. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> nah. If it makes anyone feel better, I picked it, so it's my energies. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, this week we're watching Golden Kamui. Came out. All right. I want to say came out like a few years back. Like it's kind of recent. This could have come out 15 years ago. I don't understand time anymore I looked it's it elusive up. yeah came out spring 2018 18 oh that's four still over four years that's still too old for me yeah that's yeah, that's that's more recent than i was thinking but yeah uh that's still already almost half a decade old so <laughs> when you put it that way I'm gonna go uh, drown myself. <laughs> if this was a child, a river. it would talk, and that's upsetting. Oh God, you're right. Oh yeah. God. I've the only way I keep track now is how old my kids' friends are. What Your my friends' kids, kids are? I mm, you don't have a kid. the energy. <laughs> Brendan doesn't have a kid. God, I hope right. not. God, uh, could you imagine those kids at the elementary school? There is still into Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Please, please tell me I'm right. I have to be right. <laughs> There's got to be some kids that are still into Yu-Gi-Oh. My mom, my mom saved all of my toys growing up. She's like, "You'll give them to your kids." I'm like, "Yeah," because I'm sure kids 20 years from now are gonna love big bad Beetleborgs. <laughs> God knows I was the only one that played with them as a kid, so I'm sure they'll love them in 50 years after or before they're born. Uh, All my Barbies are still in my closet, but Barbie is timeless, so... Barbie is timeless. <laughs> I stand Barbara Millicent Roberts. <laughs> Gonna take over the country. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. And at this point, I welcome it. <laughs> Couldn't be worse. Anyway, uh, do either of you know anything about Golden Kamui, which is the show we're talking about this week and not... Whatever other shit we're derailing with immediately. I've never heard of it. Really? Yep. Nope. Me either. Interesting. Okay. Maybe I. Maybe it's just the genre of anime circles I run in. Um, yeah. But this one was pretty popular when it came out. Like, I think the manga is, you know, of course, it's how the industry works. Manga is popular, gets an anime. Um, but I think a lot of people were pretty excited for this anime. And then it came out. And it got... Reviews, 
you guys will see. I know, I've already seen a few episodes, so I'm, I'm going in aware. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, like but when you're not coy at the top about it being a bad time, it's, is okay. when, it's not when I'm worried when I'm just like, oh, shit. All right. Uh, okay, I'll <laughs> clarify. Schedule. I, can't ha- I can't be hopeful after this. <laughs> it's not one that's going to make you lie on the ground for like a few hours after to decompress like Aki can and stuff. Um, it's just like, ooh, this anime did not carry on the spirit of the manga <laughs> as oh, people hoped. So it's more of that, but you'll see. It's fun. Um, okay. But yeah, it's it got pretty popular. I read the manga for a bit, but then I fell off because um, also you'll see. <laughs> okay, cool. uh, We'll talk about it, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's not objectively garbage like I usually bring. Uh, and it's something I wanted to revisit it anyway. So it's convenient for me and only me. Yeah. Hooray. <laughs> I love a selfish choice. <laughs> well, I'm going to selfishly just throw us straight into the break. I don't care what either of you have to say. Wow. We're watching the first three episodes. <laughs> it finally comes out. from the fan art I've seen of this show lot of man midi uh the show itself I might have been lied to um <laughs> so I don't know if I want to take this out on the community for purposely misleading me I was expecting more himbos I'll say it I expected more himbos <laughs> this show gets a 1 out of 10 for us cause there were no himbos what the fuck is up with that uh I don't know what you were talking about I saw plenty of bears <laughs> <laughs> We're all having a good time. time. We like to joke here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Episode one starts off in uh, 1904 Japan. Uh, We see soldiers in the trenches in the middle of war uh, with the bayonets running into battle as they're fighting against the Russians. I don't know Japanese history that well. I'm guessing this happens. I can't dispute it. Yeah, okay. Um, and they're uh, running in, and we see uh, one soldier just incredibly scarred. He's got, like, three big scars across his whole face uh, running in. And as they're all being bombarded with, like, cannons and stuff, we see a lot of them go down. And he screams and powers through it and just hurls himself into the Russian trenches and starts taking everyone else out that's in there, screaming, I'm the immortal Shugimoto! I do... Look it up, because the screen was inaudible for me. I couldn't tell what he said. Um, but, uh, yeah, Haven't so this heard? is... Have you heard? He's even... <laughs> he's even... <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Have we watched this already? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this is our main character, Sugimoto, and he is, presumably, immortal. As far uh, as we know. <laughs> he hasn't died in the first three episodes. He's got a good track record. <laughs> Spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> he dies immediately rear to someone else. It's like Brian Cranston and Godzilla. Um, and we cut to after the war, we cut to a peaceful mountainside. And we see a man panning in the river for gold. And we see another man drunk on the side of the river with a campfire just reclining. Being like, hey, Sugimoto, why, uh, 
Well, I hear panning for gold. You, you're supposed to be a war guy. You're supposed to have done great. There's stories about you. You know, you should be high up in the military. Why are you out here panning for gold like a bum like me? And uh, he, uh, the drunk fellow, sort of like tells us, <laughs> tells us the audience about what Sugimoto, uh, Sugimoto, like why he's immortal, just being he survived every battle and he's he survived a lot of shit, mm-hmm. uh, earning him the name. Uh, and Sugimoto says, like, oh, yeah, uh, I got pissed off at a superior officer and punched him in the face. Uh, so now I'm out here on my ass. It's like, well, fair. Can't be doing that. But I respect him. <laughs> and then the drunk guy says, like, oh, did you hear the story about the gold the gold mountain that's out here somewhere? He says, like, back in the day, uh, uh, you used to be able to find gold all over this area in Japan. And uh, apparently, you know, people were rushing for it, gold rush. We all know it. We all love it. In theory. Um, it wasn't just North America, kids. <laughs> Every country's got their own shares of stinky peats. Um, <laughs> Prospectors are a global phenomenon. <laughs> Let's bring it back. Why don't we bring it back? Um, and he talks about if how... we need to heal the world, it's the <laughs> prospectors. That's the <laughs> one thing I know. <laughs> He talks about uh, how some of the indigenous people in this area, uh, the Anu, uh, Ainu, Ainu uh, apparently went around and started storing up all of the gold and started like getting up as much as they could uh, to try and store it and to use for you know resources, weapons for when uh, they try and fight against the Jap- invading Japanese for uh, this area. So to try and you know, retain their native lands. And apparently one guy found out about this went into the Ainu village and slaughtered a bunch of them uh, and took all the gold for himself. This guy's an asshole. Colonization. It's not just America, folks. <laughs> and we That's find the there's, there's some, like... Show. There's the title. <laughs> yeah, there's some legit, like, uh, historical stuff going on. So I was like, let me do some cursory stuff. How real are we talking? Yep, straight up, uh, they called it colonization, and then they're like, that's too harsh. And then they colloquially renamed it, uh, 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 reclaiming undeveloped lands. We're all trash species. Um, Luckily, this guy was captured and thrown in prison for life, because he is a lunatic who just slaughtered a bunch of people. And uh, while he was in prison, everyone heard about the gold that he apparently got and hid away. So everyone was trying to, all the guards were trying to break him and try and get a secret about the gold. And he wanted to tell his comrades on the outside about it so they could still reclaim it. And uh, the guards were like torturing him and like cutting tendons in his legs so he could never leave the prison or escape. Uh, so his plan was a reasonable one. I think we would all come to naturally if we wanted to share a secret with our friends on the outside world. Um, yeah. he, you, uh, you say on the day of your execution that whoever finds your pirate treasure gets to claim it. And God, it's absolutely. Damn it. God damn it. exactly what this is. <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Um, yeah, it's fucking Goldie Roger over here. He <laughs> tattooed an encrypted map for his treasure on the body of, like, 20-some prisoners around their entire torso. In uh, love with this. I love the drama, <laughs> the, the design. Mm-hmm. The artistry. The yes, artistry. absolutely. 
I love that not only was it like all the maps were all segmented and on the bodies of the prisoners, but they're also encoded. Like you also have to (laughs) decipher them. Um, And yeah, uh, he uh, told the inmates that if they broke out and if they met up with his comrades and shared the map, uh, they could split half the gold with his comrades and half the gold with the, you know, whichever one told them. And we find out all the tattoos are part of a full map. They, it's not just one. It's not just one full map on twenty some people, um, but they're all segments. And we find out during a prisoner transfer one day, uh, some of the prisoners escaped, killed the guards, and ran off into the woods. Uh, so they're out there somewhere. And we cut back to the present day, and Sugimoto's like, "Ah, that's an old legend. That's an old wise tale. Yeah, that ain't nothing. What do you talk about?" Old man's like, "Ah, you caught me. It's a trick." Passes out. <laughs> and then we as see you do. as you do in the snow I'm sure it's safe uh, and then we get a fl- war flashback to Sugimoto uh, in the trenches talking to one of his comrades uh, his best friend in the war saying uh, once he's out of here he's got to help his family he's got a wife and kid back home uh, the kid's just a baby and the wife is uh, losing her eyesight she's going blind so he's hoping after the war right after he can take her to America where they have a treatment for it and he says, after this war, <laughs> tensions with America aren't be, going to be great, so you got to do it quick. It's like, yeah, it's, it's only gotten better. Who, buddy? <laughs> the worst they'll ever be. <laughs> yeah, it's all uphill from here. <laughs> and uh, he says, like, hey, Sukimoto, can you take care of my wife for me, like, when you make it back? And Sukimoto's like, what are you talking about, man? Like, you're going you're gonna to be fine. And he blinks, and as Sukimoto blinks, he sees his friend is just completely torn apart with shrapnel and is, like, missing arms and legs and just bleeding out. Uh, and uh, as he asks Sugimoto to take care of his wife and kid for him again, he like falls in this pit of just blood and bodies, and Sugimoto wakes up from his nightmare. That was sad. I was like, hey, this is sad. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, war is bad, and hey. it's not being glamorized by our media? I'm just hearing about this. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about this thing called war? That's fucked up. Crazy. <laughs> Hang on. Where's where's uh, Captain Japan in all of this? He has like a shield and he's the big hero. He's going to save the day, right? Yeah. That's that's how I was told wars go, right? Huh? <laughs> uh, that's all might. He's in he's in my hero academia. He oh. is. What a man. Damn. <laughs> Love him. Great guy. Uh, and yeah, Sugimoto wakes up from his nightmare. He's like, huh, oh, just a dream. And he hears a click of a gun. And turns around to see the old drunk man there standing next to him, going, "I I told you too much. I, I'm sorry." So he's just like, "Well, I guess that story's true now because he's going to kill me over it." Uh, <laughs> add some legitimacy. And you continue to tell me too much. You could have just shot me and not woken me up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Sugimoto says, "Like, all right, give me, a sh- give it a shot. I'm immortal. Let's test out that theory." Uh, and the drunk guy panics, and Sugimoto takes that chance and knock the gun away and knock him out. Uh, and like punch him across the chin, so Sugimoto is able to take the gun away from him. Uh, and yeah, the drunk guy is able to run off when you know Sugimoto's not looking. And he's like, "Ah, I'll let him go. I don't want to kill another guy." But adds adds to some validity about that story. So Sugimoto's like, "Yeah, maybe I'll find that gold." And as Sugimoto's walking through the woods, he finds the old drunk guy. There he is. What are you doing in that pile of snow, you little rascal? You, you making a little snow fort? What a guy. What a silly guy. He starts digging him out. Oh, he's dead. He's fully dead. Why would anyone do I don't know why he didn't think he was dead immediately like I did. Yeah, that was. <laughs> Come on, guy. 
<laughs> like he shows he has incredible like hunting and tracking skills every time beyond this, but he just stumbles upon a corpse and he's like, "You sleeping? You <laughs> you good?" Silly goose. We see the body. It's like clearly been there for a bit, and like all the blood strained from his body. Like he's cold and pale, like super dead. <laughs> Each limb is going in a disparate direction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sugimoto uh, pulls him out of the snowbank and finds out. Yeah, he's dead. What a shock. Um, but he actually has the his stomach ripped open and like chewn apart, and uh, his neck was actually snapped. So Sugimoto sees like bear tracks and he goes, ah. He was eaten by a bear, and then the bear buried him for later. You know, a little snack. The bear deserves it. Uh, and he looks over as he's pulling the guy out of the snow. He pulls his, like, uh, coat off further and sees the tattoo down his back and across his whole torso. And he's like, oh, damn, he was one of the prisoners. That story's super legit, because it's yeah. him. So he's like, well, time to go hunting gold, I guess. And Simo uh, just starts uh, carrying the body with him. He's like, well, I, got, I need the map. So I gotta take the body with me. Otherwise, the bear's gonna come back and eat him. And uh, as he's walking through the woods, he sees like a little bear cub up in a tree. He goes, "Oh, hey, look at a little bear. Oh, that means the mother is." <gasps> and he turns around, and the mother's right behind him. <laughs> and boy, does she look great. She looks <laughs> ah stellar, um, immaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, Two thousand and four CGI. She looks wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be that generous. <laughs> Reminds me, there was like a uh, late '90s uh, Puss in Boots animated film that I saw that was just like dog shit, like straight to video uh, animation. It's about on par with that. This is within. This is this is a post Avatar world, and they're like, yes, this is uh, the CG we stand by. This is the best we can do. This is our best shot. Um, This is what caught a lot of flack with this show when it released because people were like oh boy golden comedy this is gonna be great and then the first episode came out we everyone saw the bear and it's like oh no <laughs> uh, and we see i didn't mention it but like the campfire they were at before telling the story also cgi and rough um so yeah the cgi in this show is um is what everyone fears when they hear about a cgi anime mm. <laughs> so uh, it's not studio it's not Studio Orange. It's not the B-Stars Land of the Lustrous that we know and love. It's it's the other kinds. Um, so, yeah, this is a thing that made a lot of people drop the show. It's this bear. Damn. <laughs> and uh, so the bear attacks. And uh, as uh, Sugimoto is fending off the bear, an uh, Ainu girl, oh, I'm going to struggle with that every time, an Ainu girl shoots the bear with a poison arrow and is able to save Sugimoto. And he's like, oh, uh, thanks for helping me out. She's like, get away, let me cut the arrow out so the poison doesn't ro- spoil all the meat. And we see her just immediately go up to the bear and start, you know, cutting away at it, getting to work. And Sugimoto says, oh yeah, there's a bear cub nearby, so this is the mother bear, so she attacked, because, you know, he was nearby. And she ate, you know, the mother bear ate this guy, was saving him for later. And the girl points out, she's like, no, this bear was starving, it it didn't eat anyone. And she cuts into it and pulls out its stomach and opens it up, it's like, look, it's empty. She didn't eat anybody. Um, and she talks about uh, another thing that was challenging for this uh, series for me, at least reading it, was real info dumpy. All the Anu or Ainu stuff, really cool and really interesting, but at least reading it in manga form is so dense. Yeah. Versus this, they say it out loud and it goes quicker, which is nicer, I think. At least it's for still me. still a lot to take in, though. It's a lot to take in. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, um, it does feel like half of the point of this show, at least at this point, is like, hey, let's start uh, giving some information on this culture. Uh, so there is quite a bit of this that's like, yes, I'm teaching you our hunting tactics and our cultural stuff. So there is quite a bit of like, let me just teach you some ind- indigenous culture real quick. Mm-hmm. And with this, uh, the girl just says it, and they kind of move on. In the manga, she says it, and then there's like a hefty brick of text next to her in the manga, like every panel, explaining mm-hmm. further, like a Wikipedia like paragraph, yeah. and it's like, ooh, that's a lot to get through, man. It's it's tough, but it is really cool and really informative, um, but it's just like, oh, that's kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so she's talking about like, what... You know, it, bears should be hibernating. If they're not, it's because they didn't eat enough before hibernation, and that leads to like desperate bears who can attack people. And bears that attack people are extremely dangerous. <laughs> so, like, if if this bear didn't eat your buddy, that means there's another bear out there. We still have to worry about. So he said, Sukimoto's like, well, I'm not going to abandon this body. He's like, oh, was it your friend or your family or something? Like, you're really attached. He's like, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, she says, well. There's no point of fighting a bear in the darkness. It's it's a bear. It's going to win. Uh, so let's set up a campfire and you know hunker down and try and set, get camp. So we see uh, cut away to the bear hunting them, presumably looking for the meal that got taken away from its fridge. Uh, huh. Sugimo- <laughs> Sugimoto, uh, while they're setting up the campfire, tells her uh, tells a girl about like the gold legend, being like, yeah, there's a bunch of gold from I knew uh, people and. It's buried out here somewhere, and we gotta, you know, you gotta find these tattoos. She's like, "All right, I'll help you. Uh, I'll help you find this gold. I'm intrigued. My father was actually one of those people that were killed for the gold." He's like, "Ooh, yik, ooh, oof, yikes." When she said that, I was like, "Damn, that didn't happen like a hundred years a ago." A century ago, yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, this was like this was like last week, <laughs> real time. Uh, and uh, so they're setting up a camp for the night to try and set up an ambush using the corpse as bait for the bear. Uh, and the, the girl points out the tattoo on the corpse as they're setting it up. She's like, oh, wait a minute. Those tattoos don't, like, connect on the chest. It's two separate tattoos, like, stopping in the middle of his chest. Sigmoto's like, yeah, what's, what's the big deal? It's just a weird map. She's like, no, that's exactly where you would, like, cut open a chest when you're, like, skinning prey or, like, game or something. Those prisoners aren't meant to be alive to find that Once treasure. Once again, love the drama. <laughs> I love the theatrics of it. <laughs> your your Hunger Games is really showing you. Hey, <laughs> it um, puts the lotion on the skin. It doesn't it get sure the gold again. Got to moisturize. <laughs> Got to keep that map in pristine condition. Um, but yeah, she points out she's like. You know, those prisoners are all supposed to die to get the full map. So they were never planning on sharing the gold with the prisoners. Uh, So, uh, and the girl says, um, we get, like, more information about the bear and, like, what her uh, tribe believes in. But, like, the bear, she says, like, that once the bear gets a taste for humans, they're no longer afraid of humans. And they're, like, and will try to get more human meat. So it becomes very dangerous. So this bear they're looking for is uh, even more of a threat than usual. Sugimoto is like preparing. He's like, ah, don't worry. I'm the immortal Sugimoto. You seem like a pretty good hunter. I'm sure we'll be fine. 
Bear's right behind me, isn't he? So, yeah, Bear's right behind you. <laughs> and uh, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> not only that, the bear also swats at the campfire, knocking out their only source of light. So, <laughs> whoops. More, more clever than the average bear. A boo, 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 boo. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, so caught off guard, the bear right by him, Sugimoto panics and just yells and punches the bear square in the head. Does mm-hmm. not work. Bears have very thick skulls <laughs> and he's just like well i tried <laughs> just like i will say we did get himbos not as much as i was expecting grant us the first three episodes uh but i do think sugimoto is a himbo he seems naturally caring he seems to care about people around him he is an actual idiot at times that's true mm-hmm. and so we see uh, the girl goes to shoot another poison arrow and uh, she can't quite get it because the fire got knocked out um, but as they're fighting, Sugimoto's like wrestling with the bear, like yelling out to her still, saying he's you know still alive and fighting it. Uh, and as he's fighting, you see the clouds part a little bit. She gets some moonlight, so she's able to get a shot at the bear, and the arrow bounces right off his head. Again, thick skulls. So it grabs her to the bear's attention, who starts charging at her. And Sugimoto's still underneath of it, like with his like rifle, like holding on to the bear on the bottom side of it, and. Oh, he stabbed his knife into it. So he's holding onto the knife. That's it. And Bear starts charging at the girl. Suddenly, a white wolf comes out of nowhere. Defends her. Animal sidekick check. <laughs> and uh, while the wolf is able to hold off the bear, Sugimoto's able to get get down and run off to the side, pull out his gun, and <laughs> shoots the bear like right like at in the heart where the girl uh, directs him to. Uh, and that draws the bear's attention again and starts charging at Sugimoto, who yells at the bear saying, He's immortal. I guess he believes it because he's taking on a bear. And the bear is able to knock him over and fall on top of Sugimoto, who's able to pierce its heart with his bayonet on his gun. Uh, so he's able to kill the bear, but he's also underneath a bear now. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> he's totally not crushed by, I don't know how bears are, like 800 pounds? I don't know. It's got to be a lot. He's not going to freeze at least. Yeah, true. that's true. <laughs> uh, and the girl says, like, oh. Nice job. That's an eye new technique of like getting up close to the bear and stabbing it right in the heart. You know, you're not so bad for a Japanese soldier. And uh, she pulls him out from underneath the bear and introduces herself as uh, a sirpa. And we see the white wolf rain off <laughs> like two miles away already on top of a hilltop in front of the full moon, howling like very, <laughs> very cinematic. But it's like, damn, that's a fast wolf. That's a, that's a far off hilltop. Um, and Sugimoto says he was, uh, uh, he says the wolf was protecting her from the bear. So it's a clever dog. And she tells him that uh, the uh, Ainu side, uh, or she tells him the Ainu side of the massacre story uh, as she's like skinning the bear and, uh, you know, cutting it apart for meat and stuff. So she's like, yeah, we thought, we thought it was just like this crazy Japanese soldier guy came out of nowhere and just slaughtered a bunch of our men. Like, we didn't know why. So from our side, we didn't know anything about the gold because I guess they kept it secret on their side. So Sugimoto says, like, hey, we make a good team. We should get that gold together. He's like, I only want a small part of it anyway. Uh, He doesn't tell her, but, you know, he's getting the gold for his friend's wife to get the surgery. So he's like, I don't want all of it. Uh, And it belongs to the Ainu people. So it's your gold. Like, you should get it so we can work together and recover it. Uh, And while they're talking, she cuts out, like, the bear's gallbladder. And gives it to Sugimoto. She's like, here you go. You killed it. You earned this. And he's like, oh, 
cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> Just what I wanted. Thank you. It's so cool. It's my birthday, and I love this <laughs> gift. Uh, and she's like, it's extremely valuable for like medicine. It's like full of nutrients, and she gives like all the medicinal like benefits of it and stuff. And he's just like, cool, I got a little bag of giblets. <laughs> Great. And uh, she talks about how yeah, I knew don't harvest meat uh, from bears that have eaten human flesh because they believe it houses like evil spirits and stuff and it can lead to like angry gods if you consume the flesh and stuff. Um, so more about their like, you know, mythology and stuff, which is real neat. And uh, she also says she doesn't want to kill people for this gold. And Tsukimoto's like, right, because if you kill people, you go to hell, where they have a very special place for me. And it's like, ah, right, soldier, forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Tsukimoto goes back over to the corpse of the guy they were carrying. Uh, oh, sorry, I was looking for a minute. Uh, yeah, Tsukimoto goes back over to the drunk guy uh, who uh, was eaten by the bear, saying like, hey, this guy was in hiding, and he has part of the map on him. So that means no one else has at least found the gold yet. And um, if uh, the prison is, and he says, like, the prison is likely keeping the original killer who made all the maps alive until they find the gold, because the guards want the gold as well. So chances are he's still alive out there. And if the gold hasn't been found yet, and that guy's still alive, uh, yeah, that guy's going to be dead as soon as they find the gold. Um, He says uh, finding the gold would be a good way to avenge uh, her father, because her father was one one of the ones that were killed for it. And he goes... But that's why you're helping me, isn't it? You already know all of this. Because you're smart as shit. <laughs> and she kind of just like looks at him like, eh, I, you know, I won't deny it. <laughs> and uh, while she's like skinning the bear, Sugimoto's skinning the drunk guy. Uh, and he says, he'll get the gold. She can get her revenge. And between how he knows how to fight, like, you know, soldier and, you know, guns and stuff. She knows the lay of the land and how to hunt properly. They can make a pretty unstoppable team. So they team up to find that gold. Hooray. And we get the ending, but for the first episode, it's just the credits with, I think it's the opening theme song played over the credits. Mm. So. I didn't listen to it. That's <laughs> neat. Yeah, not bad. Uh, uh, we start out episode two. Uh, okay, intense training. We got to get right to the heart of that gold. But first, we got to eat some squirrels. Uh, So they see some pine cones that have been chewed up, so they lay out some traps and say, uh, uh, yeah, this girl, uh, Asirpa is her name, Uh, Mm -hmm. she uh, teaches him how to set up, like, snares, which will become relevant uh, throughout (laughs) this episode, Uh, and they're like, okay, so, if you're an outsider on this island, you're gonna stick out like a sore thumb, unless... You're in a big town. So, let's go to the biggest local town, Otoro. Uh, So they uh, go and figure this is where all the prisoners are going to be lying low. uh, And they just start going to all the places where you take off your clothes. Which is great. Uh, So, uh... Sugimoto goes to a bathhouse and asks a guy, Hey, seen anyone with tattoos? Uh, And... Not helpful, but we see him, like, in the bath uh, without his shirt on. Oh, himbo time. Uh, But he's all (laughs) scarred up from war. And uh, this other guy is like, oh, a soldier. Uh, Thank you for your service. Blah, blah, blah. I'm so... Uh, Never mind. (laughs) hmm? No, go ahead. (laughs) 
I was just thinking of the... I think it's Eric Andre. It's a meme. He says, Google, show me this guy's balls, please. <laughs> and that's all I was thinking while the was in the bath. <laughs> uh, in due time. <laughs> He's hot. He's a hottie. Yeah, it's... And it's not just like, oh, he's got a few scars. Like, he, there's full chunks of flesh missing from this man's body. Like, he is. Very Hades lore Olympus. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so. a webcomic reference for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, while he's in the bathhouse, Sirpa goes and asks some geishas, and no luck. Uh, but the owner comes out and is like, oh, the uh, uh, girl, racist, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they beat him up because, of course, Sugimoto gets there right as uh, she, like, elbows him and wrestles her way free. Uh, and then uh, Sugimoto grabs the owner in the headlock and is like, hey, tattoos, we don't care about this shit. Uh, you being a piece of shit, give <laughs> us what we want or we will kill you. Um, I love it. I love the Sugimoto, like taps the guy on the shoulder and he goes, hey, look at my thumb. And the guy turns around yeah. and he just jabs his thumb in the guy's throat. <laughs> I'm just like, damn. That made me laugh. <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, I haven't seen anyone, but I've seen other people asking the same questions. <gasps> other people <gasps> are after the maps. My old. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they keep looking around, clothing stores, all that stuff, don't really find anything, so they head back to their camp, and as they're walking out, they're like, hey, yeah, for sure we're being followed. You being a hunter, me being a soldier. We we know when we're being followed, right? Yeah? Cool, great. All right, cool. Uh, uh, so they set up a trap for this unknowing uh, follower to step into. Uh, and uh, they, they catch one of the tattooed people. <gasps> what are the Mr. chances? What luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mr. Tattoo was like, hmm. Not a lot of plot is happening here. Let me, <laughs> let me uh, walk up to the main characters real quick. Uh, let me get caught in the squirrel trap for squirrels. <laughs> me, I'm smart. I'm human. I'm not going to... Fu- ah! ah, shit! <laughs> uh, so they uh, string them up, and they're like, okay, where are the others? He's like, yeah, so uh, once we all broke out of prison, we got here... And immediately people started killing each other because they didn't trust each other. You know, escaped criminals. Yeah. Uh, So uh, already uh, we're not doing great. Um, So uh, as Sugimoto's about to kill him, uh, Asirpa's like, no, we we don't do that. Uh, Unless you're going to eat him, which we already established. Not cool to eat, like, human flesh tainted stuff. (laughs) Uh, Please don't kill this man. Uh, And she gets a magical tool called a pencil from the colonial world uh, and she starts drawing the tattoos so they don't need to skin this guy alive. What a concept. Uh, Weird. You just Uh, draw. (laughs) uh, So they're uh, talking about stuff you know just going back uh, more backstory more cultural background uh, talking about uh uh, like the knives that they're using, that sort of stuff, uh, and then they ask the prisoner, like, "Hey, who? What? What kind of? What kind of sick fuck just tattoos a bunch of guys for no reason?" <laughs> and or either that, or who was the leader that started killing people? S- excuse my notes. Uh, and uh, 
he says, oh, it was the faceless man. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, when, when he says that, immediately, this prisoner is shot in the head. Not by him. No, no it wasn't Sugimoto. It was a sniper. No. Uh, so immediately, he tackles Asirpa to the ground to get her low. And they're like, uh, of course, we... Uh, of course, the person following us didn't follow us alone. We got sloppy. Um, so immediately, Asirpa's like, hey, cover me. I'm going to make a smoke screen and just starts burning some wood to give them some cover. Um, and uh, we see this sniper who is another soldier. <gasps> Whoa. Who could have guessed? So- soldier of fortune, one could say. Hmm. Hmm. Fortune isn't in his immediate future, I might say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah, so, uh, they ambush him as he gets closer. uh, Again, squirrel trap. Happens again. (laughs) Another squirrel trap. Uh, they, uh, he walks into, like, some bushes, like, gun first and just immediately sticks it into the yank my gun away from me machine. (laughs) Um, uh, and so, uh, his, the gun is pulled away by the trap, and Sugimoto jumps out and recognizes this, oh, this guy's not just a soldier, he's a soldier from the strongest division of the Japanese army. <gasps> uh, so as they see both of them are soldiers, they're like, hey, let's settle this, like, met. And they start just beating the shit out of each other hand-to-hand <laughs> combat. Instead of guns. How, like civilized people. <laughs> of course. Um, so uh, Asirpa uh, distracts him and uh, uh, accidentally says Sugimoto out loud. Uh, and this soldier is like, Sugimoto? The immortal soldier? I know your reputation. Uh, clearly, I can't fight you. And tries to run away. And uh, <laughs> basically just runs right off a cliff. I love, because it feels real, like, Mr. Magoo level of bad luck, where everything just spirals. Because Sugimoto's just like, hey, he's getting away, and he can't shoot him, because he doesn't want to kill him. So he just throws his gun at him, and hits him in the back of the head. He's like, great. <laughs> and then the guy falls, but he falls right next to a cliff, and then falls down, the, and it just cascades into worse luck. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When you roll a nat one on on stopping the guy from running away, <laughs> you still kill him anyway. It's like shit. <laughs> so yeah, he falls off a cliff into the freezing water, and they're all like, "Well, I didn't mean to kill him, <laughs> but it's safe to say he's dead." So they yeah, leave. He, he uh, crunched his head on the way down. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they uh, regroup and head back to camp. Uh, uh, they're in her tent, and she cooks a squirrel dinner, uh, teaching him some Ainu, uh, cooking stuff and traditions, uh, like eating raw squirrel brains and, uh, stuff like that. Uh, it's, it's a partnership thing, so they both have to take turns cutting the food and thanking it as they eat it. Um, and then we see, oh no, they should have killed that guy. Because miraculously, he's not dead. Uh, he's <gasps> fished out of the water by some uh, by his fellow soldiers. God like, damn it. Oh, he'll, he'll wake up soon, just 
just long enough for the plot to advance more, where we can jump in again. Um, <laughs> he's in the opening sequence, so I assume he's a prominent character in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, later on, uh, Sugimoto and uh, Asirpat uh, find their next prisoner. Uh, they catch him, trap him, and then they're like, hey, uh, Asirpa points out a rabbit and is like, hey, rabbits don't really come out in the day unless they're uh, freaking out about impending bad weather. So we should like wrap things up here, but let's get that rabbit. Nah, that seems like a good dinner real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they uh, go quick off. Meal. Fast food, mm-hmm. if you will. Ha ha. <sighs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, so uh, they leave the prisoner because he's all tied up, right? But, oh no, you didn't count on him being the plot-relevant escape king, the legendary escape artist prisoner. Oh, uh, shit. So, so he barfs up uh, uh, his razor blade on a string. Uh, he just swallowed a bunch of escape tools uh, for <laughs> use really later. Does. Uh, so he cuts himself free, runs away. Um, uh, and Sugimoto sees him run off and chases him. Uh, and uh, Asirpa is like, hey, uh, the weather's getting real bad, so we should like get back. And Sugimoto's like, yeah, I'll, I'll meet you there. I just got to kill this guy real quick. Uh, I mean, uh, I won't kill him. I honor <laughs> your culture. Uh, and uh, chases him. So... Uh, as they're running through, uh, they think they hear gunshots of other soldiers, but it's the trees freezing and popping as they split in half. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as they're a little rattled, uh, they they slip. Oh no, they also fall off a cliff. <gasps> if only there was another way uh, soldiers could like fall and be trapped. Um, <laughs> but they uh, fall into some water, and they crawl out of the river and are like, all right. I know we there are a bunch of differences between us. I'm cold as shit. If we don't start a fire right now, we will both be dead in ten minutes. Oh my god, I want to kill you so bad, but I also don't want to die. Please help me make a fire. <laughs> uh, so as they are just flipping the fuck out, just like, with, uh, I'm so cold, we need to dry off. They're uh, struggling with their matches. Uh, uh, Sugimoto accidentally dropped his gun in the water, and he's like, oh, my bullets, those would be great. Uh, I, I gotta dive back in and get them. Uh, so he jumps in the water and is like, hey, man, if you don't get in this water and help me find these bullets, we're both gonna die. And he's like, you're gonna kill me if we survive anyway, so you gotta promise me you won't. He's like, ah, no, I won't do that. I'm I'm hypothermic, but I still uh, want to kill you. <laughs> uh, but they finally settle, and they're like, all right, whatever. Uh, uh, oh, you need a bullet? And escape artist guy barfs up another bullet. He's like, you never know when you need it. <laughs> uh, so uh, he, uh, they use that to start a fire. Uh, they're able to get warm. Thank God. I like how there was, like, a voiceover narration of, like, uh, when exposed to hypothermia, the brain, like, does not fire as uh, as quickly as as you start panicking. You can't think clearly. I'm like, this is just an explanation for explaining why these two idiots are idiots. Because these boys are (laughs) dumb. Just lean into the fact that they're himbos. It's not not their current status. Yeah, (laughs) they were stupid before. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So... 
once they're warming up, they're finally talking, and uh, the escape king says, yeah, so there's 24 tattooed guys total. Uh, We don't know how many or who survived, so some we know are dead, some could be dead. Is that enough reason for you to think you'll probably never find the treasure? Yes. (laughs) Anyways, uh, good luck. Continue looking for the treasure. Um, You just need one guy to be dead in the middle of nowhere, and no one finds the body to never find that gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, luckily it's not like snowing or anything that will. No, it's not like put your like heavy on pause side. for at least a couple months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so um, they're like, yeah, the uh, leader who gathered all the prisoners, uh, he like immediately killed someone and tried to take advantage of the situation. Um, uh, he is an old samurai captain, uh, Higakata. Uh, he's so ruthless, whatever. He told everyone to go to Otoru, uh, and, uh, yeah. We get that backstory, and then we cut back to the, the froze, the, sorry, have to be more specific. Not these two frozen soldiers, the original (laughs) frozen soldier. The OG. Uh, Yes, uh, he wakes up, and we see, we see his captain look over him, and he's missing skin around his eyes. It's like he's a faceless oh. man or something. No, this is a different character. This wasn't the guy that fell in the river. Oh, was it not? No, this is a different guy. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> the way we cut back and forth as if uh, this guy waking up was important, I thought it was the same guy. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. And that's where we end episode two. <laughs> On a weird anticlimactic note. <laughs> yeah, it's like introducing the villain of the series um i do want to point out real quick when uh asira aspira god i'm the girl uh is drawing with the pencil and she's like wow look at this pencil like it's a very convenient tool uh sukimoto takes it does the rubber pencil trick where he like wiggles it and it looks like it's rubber and i was like himbo check (laughs) yep uh so we start episode three they're preparing the rabbit they caught last time into a stew um, Sugimoto takes a slurp and he says it's perfect, but miso would make it even better. And he just so happens to have some on him. <laughs> um, he... Emergency ration of what looks like 20 ounces of miso. It's a it's lot. A... <laughs> <laughs> um, he, she doesn't know what it is, but he, he opens the container. She looks at it and she's like, that looks like poop. And he's like, it's not. And he mixes it into his stew. She makes fun of him. He says it's not nice to shame people for what they eat, which is true. (laughs) Even if it's poop. And I'm not shaming you for making me eat squirrel brain. So, (laughs) um, Yeah, what really threw me about this is she is so upfront to be like, yes, let me explain this culture and all that stuff. And he's not like, soybeans. (laughs) It's just like, no, it's not poop. I'm not going to explain what it is the way you've been explaining everything you do to me. I just, how do you not know this thing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then we get the opening. I I said I didn't listen to it before, but I did with the second and third episode. I did not skip it because I really liked the song. Yeah, it wasn't in the first episode, but I think the opening song is playing at the credits of the first episode. Uh, But yeah, catchy. I like it. Yeah. 
Um, so they hike on. Uh, Aspira is talking about bear dens. She says that sometimes bears will reuse old ones. And they happen to pass by one. She tells him to go check it out to see if there's a bear inside. Um, and he goes and looks and he does see signs that there might be one in there. And she's like, let's trap it. Uh... We can set up this trap, and when it comes out, I'll shoot it with one of my poison arrows. But then she says that her dad was so brave that he would just go into the den and kill it up close. Because when you go into a bear's den, it won't kill you. Supposedly. (laughs) Hopefully. I've been asking Mythbusters to correct this for so long, and some reason they don't want to do it. We go, Adam Savage, prove your name. Kill a bear! (laughs) Um, so Sugimoto starts to walk away, saying that they'll be fine if they don't trap and eat that particular bear. (laughs) Um, and as they walk, she notices something shiny in the distance from where they came from. Uh, and he grabs her and runs, and he says, they're binoculars! And I'm like, how do you know that? But okay. (laughs) Um, so yeah, they're running. We see three guys skiing down after them. Um... And he puts her down and he says that they should split up because they'll probably go after him. Uh, and she, uh, he gives her the map that they have so far. And he says, if they catch you, just give it to them without resisting and pretend that you don't know anything. They probably wouldn't kill a kid. So <laughs> probably you should be safe. Keep your fingers crossed. The guys we've met so far have been super chill. So I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, absolutely vibing. Um, and he starts to walk away. She tells him not to fight them or he'll die. And he says, come on, I'm immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I have plot armor. I'm a self-aware character in a fictional series. <laughs> um, so we see the guys who are following them. It's more soldiers. Um, they find their tracks. Uh, they say, okay, you, one guy, you go after the girl, we'll go after um Sugimoto. so we see the one man he finds espira pretty quickly because his family is like a hunting family so he sees her footprints um she's hiding in a tree he tells her to come down and she acts like he doesn't uh she doesn't speak his language um which they speak the real language i believe which is cool interesting yeah mm-hmm. They had a consultant and everything. Nice. Um, and he says, oh, yeah, like, dang, language barrier. Well, I'm not going to eat you. Uh, jump down. I'll catch you. I'm not going to hurt you. You'll be fine. Um, so she puts the map on a branch in the tree and jumps down. He asks who she was with, and a squirrel jumps on the branch, and the map falls. It's revenge for all the squirrels she ate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> karma um so he sees that it fell he picks it up he's like uh and she reaches for her bow while his back is turned but he tells her to drop her weapons and she her hand you know she doesn't grab it anymore and he's like i knew you could understand me uh but before he can do anything the white wolf is back and it (gasps) lunges at him get him yeah Uh, Back with Sugimoto, the other men have caught up to him. They ask why he's running. He says, oh, you're like looking for poachers, right? I've been hunting forbidden game. You got me. Uh, But one of the guys recognizes him and they all point their guns at him. Uh, And they say, oh yeah, he attacked a higher up before. 
Uh, and they yell for him to get on the ground. He notices he's standing in front of a bear den, and he just turns and runs into it. <laughs> um, the uh, the soldiers approach the den, and they're like, ah, let's just shoot him. And one of them just fucking shoots their gun into this animal den. I guess they just have no idea what it could possibly be. <laughs> There's just a weird hole in this earth. Can't be anything I can think of. Nah. We can take down a big mole, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when the guy shoots into the den, the bear comes out to attack. Um, and back with a spirit again, the white wolf is like smacking the guy around and it's about to chomp down on his throat, but she tells it to stop. Um, and then again, back with Sugimoto and the bear, all of the soldiers are dead. So <laughs> is the bear. One of them had half of his face hanging off gross um, I wonder how well this would go cut away cut back everyone's dead <laughs> Ooh, yikes not so great um, so Sugimoto comes out of the den with a little baby bear cub <laughs> very cute again himbo Yeah, he's caring um, we see Aspira again she's rubbing the white wolf's tummy when uh, Sugimoto returns to her and he's like hiding the bear cub in his shirt um, and she says that they should get going and as he walks up she sees the cub sticking its sweet little head out of his jacket <laughs> um, and she's like what is that and he's like oh no please let me keep it and she's like do you even have the first idea of how to take care of a bear and then he's just, like, resigned, and he just holds it out to her, and he's like, fine, eat it. And she's like, what? No. <laughs> um, so she says, they don't eat baby bears. They raise them in the village. So let's go to my village. <gasps> and that's just what they do. Um, when they walk in, everybody seems happy to see Aspira. Some of them are like, oh, look at that guy she's brought in. Interesting. Um and she introduces Sugimoto to her grandma. Grandma offers to let him stay the night. Um, while they're eating dinner, he asks if it'll be a problem that he's there. And Aspira says that it won't be a problem because her uh, her grandma's husband was an important guy. So her grandpa was like an important guy in the village. Um, then we see the guy who um, was attacked by the wolf that found Aspira. Um, Aspira? Aspira. Anyway. Um, yeah. He's, like, tending a wound, and he's like, That wolf was so beautiful. <laughs> I need it for uh, for its pelt, of course. <laughs> Definitely yeah. not furry. <laughs> he's, he gets a little weird with this. Yeah. Uh, I think we were mixing up, but uh, maybe I was. Asirpa is her name. I can't say any character's yeah. name right, not so I'm never going to correct anyone. So I might have been saying it wrong. Um, Asirpa, she's talking about her family, uh, her grandpa, mother, and father, all dead. Great. Convenient. Uh, sure. Grandma says in her language that Asirpa is never going to find a husband because she can't do, quote, women's work. Um, and she also doesn't want, in their village, it's tradition that when you get married, you get, the women get a mouth tattoo. And she doesn't want to get the mouth tattoo. Uh, Grandma, again, not in a language Sugimoto can understand, tells him to marry Asirpa. And when he's like, uh, what did your grandma just say to me? She's like, she says it's weird that you eat poop. <laughs> um, and he's like, actually, miss, you're misinformed. <laughs> um, 
Then a kid walks up to him and he's like, you have weird ears. Um, Asirpus says it's just because they're shaped different. Sugimoto asks for this kid's name and he says it's poop in their language. And he's like, ah, you're joshing with me. You're joking. Um, But Asirpa explains that kids get filthy names to ward off demons until their sixth birthday when they get a name based on like who they've become, their personality. And I love that. Yeah. I mean, I also call kids under the age of six little shits. So I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I think he said his name was like Amiso or something, but it was similar to Miso, which is why she further Mm. thought it was poop. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, he asks her what her name was before it was a Sirpa, and she says it was this, which means grandfather's asshole, and she's just smiling, like, <laughs> nice. that was my name. Um, later on, grandma's feeding the baby bear, and he asks a Sirpa why she hasn't gotten close to the bear, and she explains that the village sends the bears they raise back to the gods, so she doesn't want to get attached to it. Um, and she explains that that had happened to her before. And before the ceremony, she tried to set the bear free, but everyone got upset. So she was like, now I just like keep my distance from them because I don't want that to happen again. Uh, and then she explains something called kamui in their culture, um, which is just everything that helps people or is beyond their control. Um, and they perform ceremonies to honor animals and their gods because animals are very important to their culture. And the bear is the most important, and raising a cub is a great honor. And the whole village goes to the ceremony, and they ask the bear to tell the gods that their world is a good place, so they'll keep returning. Uh, And Sugimoto, very insensitive, is like, so do you believe all that? And it's like, bruv, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Why is is now when you start questioning stuff? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And she simply puts it, I believe that what we're doing is right. Um, And he says, she's not like the other girls. (laughs) (laughs) She's Um, different. Yeah. To that, she says, my name actually means new year. And uh, I believe that I am an Ainu for a new era, which is nice. I do like that all the Ainu people had were drawn with like very large round eyes like she has. And it's different from Sugimoto. Like there were, physical like differences in how they drew like the whole village and stuff which is a really neat detail yeah Mm -hmm. um so we see the soldier with the eye scars from the last episode um in the woods with a bunch of guys uh soldiers you know um another soldier man i don't i don't know what their positions are i don't care i think this one's a captain sure Um, He rides up to him, yells him, what have you done with my men? Some of them are missing, another one is injured, and you just bought a bunch of weapons. Like, what are you doing? Um, And Scar Man tries to use his injury as an excuse. He's like, sorry, the front of my skull was, like, fractured and a blah, blah, blah. And the captain, like, gets up in his face, jabs a finger in his face, and Scar Man bites it off. Feral. Because of his injury, of course. (laughs) It's altered his temperament. He gets angry. Yeah. Um, So uh, he's like, beyond the lack of frontal lobe, I'm totally fine. And then another man shoots the captain. So Iscar Man is out of control all the time. Love to see it. Unhinged. 
Um, then we see a man banging a lady. Um, he's another guy with the map tattoos. Um, and while this is happening, uh, an old man comes in and draws a sword. This is presumably the man that the escape man was talking about in the last episode. Um, so he draws a sword, tattoo guy pulls a gun, um... The old man explains, like, oh, you can use oil to press paper to the prisoner's tattoos and trace them so they don't have to be killed. Um, Tattoo man asks the old man why he's gathering people. The old man says they'll have to face the army soon, specifically the strongest battalion, to get the skins that the army already has. Um, And the tattoo guy says, ah, with your katana? That's an old weapon. Uh, but the old man says, no matter how old a boy gets, he'll always love swinging a katana. <laughs> it's a weapon for a more civilized age. <laughs> <laughs> Classy. <laughs> That's episode three. Yee. Oh, I do want to say back in episode two, after they fall in the river and are heating up and like sitting under- underneath like the little hutch they made like with the fire. That's how ships start. That's a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee it. Oh my god, so many fan fictions start with two guys falling in a river and having I, to start a fire to avoid hypothermia. And then they have to cuddle. They have to share body heat. <laughs> I'm going to say, the number of stories that start with that or have that involved, it's not zero. So, like, <laughs> there's some. <laughs> so, here we are. Are we there yet? Yeah, I, I mean, look, that... That bear animation. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who signed off on that. I don't know who signed off on... Okay, our CG budget is about $500 for this season. <laughs> Total. So we can't do it, like, all the time. Let's save it for, like, one animal that pops up. Like, one scene in every episode. That's how we're going to do it. And it's like, <laughs> it, it just looks bad. It does not look good at all. <laughs> There's no way to defend it. There's no excuse. Yeah. But apart from that, I I like this. I think it has an interesting premise. Uh, it has that, like, very, like, Western, oh, we gotta find the treasure, blah, blah, blah. So many different parties trying to uh, find this. Like, it has the feeling of a Western. Like, even the score is often, like, very, like, steel guitar in, mm-hmm. at times to be like, no, it's cowboy shit. But, like, having it be in a different setting of uh, Hokkaido, I was like, okay, this is unique, new, it's fun. There were, like, looking into it more, I was like, okay, there is actual good Ainu representation here. All the facts that they drop in the show, I looked up and I was like, okay, correct. At least from my cursory search. Like... As we got into episode three, there were some, like, tropes of, like, oh, okay, uh, uh, we need the the outsider to... I, I wanted to say Westerner. I was like, no, this is Japan. Oh, no. Yeah. Everything's flipped. <laughs> um, but, like, having the outsider come save the indigenous populations because they can't do it themselves and blah, blah, blah. So, like, there are tropes here, and there is definite, like, distinction uh, because it is, like, in Japan dealing with it. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, looking it up, uh, I knew culture that they're so heavily into, like, sharing. Uh, straight up illegal until, uh, can you guess what year? 
Uh, both of you, can you guess what year it was uh, legalized to like acknowledge and practice I, this culture? Uh, oh, I'm going to so assume you wouldn't be asking if it was a reasonable year. I'm going to say like 2008. I'm going to say 2018. <laughs> Noah, you both are... Uh, uh, you both had less face than I thought. A uh, ninety-seven. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Like a full ninety-three years after this, it was still yeah. illegal. Uh, this stuff was illegal uh, stuff. So, Yikes. like, there are definite like, yeah, this is touchy stuff. Like, quote unquote, uh, like full-blooded Ainu people are in the low hundreds. So it's like very much Ooh. a thing where uh, it feels weird based on my western knowledge of <laughs> media uh, taking advantage of indigenous tropes and uh, mm-hmm. spirituality for the sake of a show. This truly seems to be like, hey, we're representing stuff uh, and not doing it in like a shitty or exploitative way. So it does feel weird in in points with like our uh, current understanding of these things, but it, it feels... It feels like it's doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed watching this. I was like, uh, when I looked up the plot, I was like, oh, this is One Piece. (laughs) (laughs) I fully didn't realize that until (laughs) recording. Um, You're completely right. But yeah, I didn't think of that. (laughs) Yeah. But when it started and as things got going, I was like, oh, this is very interesting. Like, I'm usually not a fan of like, historical fiction Mm -hmm. um but there is something very like macabre ooh, um, (laughs) about the maps being on prisoners and you're meant to skin them and stuff like that and it is very interesting to learn about this culture that i had never heard about before and i'm like so relieved that not only that it's like real but that they're doing it justice um so yeah, I enjoyed this. I thought it was good. I don't know if it's ongoing still, but it's not a thousand episodes, so I mean... <laughs> so that's a bonus. <laughs> if you're uh, looking yeah. for a diet one piece... <laughs> exactly. If you're looking for a one piece that is, oh, what's 23 episodes divided by a thousand and eighty four? I can't do math. <laughs> one piece is just on school. I don't know math. <laughs> I haven't done math in decades. Um... But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I started reading the manga before the anime came out. So like I was saying, like just word-wise, it was just so much denser to get through, and I had a little more trouble. And I always prefer anime because I'm dumb, and I like moving pictures and colors and don't like to read. Um, <laughs> so I, I didn't watch the anime till now because I heard about the bear. <laughs> That's it, wild that it, people would just completely discredit it because everything else about the animation is fine. It's great. I mean, people. We we do an anime podcast. We know how fickle and stupid people I are. I suppose. <laughs> um, is it absolutely a wild choice? Yes. Is it a good enough reason to just fully abandon all the good things apart from that? Absolutely not. No. Especially yeah. if you've read the manga and you know you like it. Yeah. Are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> I can't wanna, believe this. Do you want to try and wait or I'll just do my recap and... <laughs> it's 69 D- degrees outside. D, do you remember how to set up the squirrel snares? You are not safe. <laughs> 
It's Quit worked three times so the far. green wood. This is your test. <laughs> smoke straight, smoke straight. What did you learn from this episode? Oh, shit. I just lit my apartment on fire. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh, beans. Okay. We're good? Yeah, for now. Okay. <laughs> um... Yeah, I enjoyed it because uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It summarizes the infant up like nicer, so it's easier to pace through, but still informative. Um, like you were saying with the trope of like the outsider saving like the indigenous people, I don't think that's even really a thing. At least from as much as I read, they visit the village, drop off the bear cup, and then bounce. Like they don't, it's not even really part of the setting that much. Mm. So her village is kind of like they're left. But to, on their own devices, they're fine. They, no one's invading them. So as far as I remember. Um, but yeah, there is the massacre in the beginning, which is not great, but also Mm -hmm. unfortunately historically accurate to a lot of colonialism. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I really, I enjoyed reading the series, but yeah, seeing it in motion and like having the pace be a little faster by condensing a few chapters into an anime, I, I enjoy it better and I'll I'll probably continue watching it because yeah, it's, um, very informative. It's a neat culture that we do not really know of, uh, at least the three of us. So you learn more about that and it's respective to that culture. Uh, and it's a neat story. And it's, uh, yeah, like you are saying, it's kind of turn of the century um, where it's that middle ground of like, it's there's a bit of technology there, but it's like, uh, you know, old timey like rifles and stuff used in like the Civil War and stuff. So it's, it's not super advanced yet, but there is still enough to create like a divide and an interesting story. Um, we haven't watched it yet. We'll get there. But like Demon Slayer is also around the same setting. Mm. so it's cool seeing like out in the countryside like and in a major city being just vastly different cultures and seeing how they interact and stuff uh so yeah and like i said from the fan art i've seen there's plenty of bears in this series and plenty of ships for them so even if you don't want to keep watching it if you just want big tittied men here you go hooray (laughs) little something for everybody I do love big city men. <laughs> uh, time to wrap up this. I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> if there's an anime full of big titty men that you can send to us, uh, not our email is, Yeah, uh, our email is arewebthereyet at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at arewebthereyet on both. I'm going to wait. <laughs> what timing? You have to do, you have to do a bit of editing with this one, dude. I, just I don't know about that. <laughs> just leave this <laughs> in. Slowly. Asking me to do more work? <laughs> Fair. You know what? Yeah. Fair. I mean, if oh if D's being stalked by a, a clown <laughs> It's car, in the room. Absolutely, this is content. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, D. We, they, they know how much you like clowns. Oh, they hear you complaining? Yeah. They, they um, went into stealth mode. They're stalking. They're making the final approach. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at HoneyPeriodD. And you can follow the podcast on TikTok now. Also at Are We There Ooh. Yet? Uh, Honey is spelled H-U-N-N-I-E. You can find me on Twitter. I don't recommend it. Both Twitter or me. Not a great place. Uh, instead, I'm going to recommend again uh, something I recommended before, but a comic book called Girl in the Glim by India Swift and Michael Doig. Very good. Highly recommend it. Thank you to Camille Ruley for our artwork, and thank you to Louis Zong for our theme song stories. You can find all of Louis's music at louisong.bandcamp.com. 
Thank you, and we hope you'll join us next week as we learn to live with Anna. <laughs> if I'm not killed by the ice cream driver. <laughs> <laughs>